0: Hey guys, welcome to Super Moment S. It is your boy Saxy, as usual, but not so usual. We do not have Finn Burrows joining us today. Uh, Due to some scheduling restraints, he could not be around, so if there's any technical difficulties, you can blame myself because I have no idea what I'm doing. I've called him three times and kept him on speakerphone for about 30 minutes about 20 seconds ago. So (laughs) here we are. We're going to jam it out. Um, Joining us today is a new member of the SMS family, and his tag is carrot top carrot top can you say hey hey guys so carrot top just to introduce yourself a little bit further i l- would like you to start upon your top games a few of your top games whatever you have in mind
1: all right uh so in no particular order um i'm gonna say pokemon blue version you know kind of a hot take going with blue um going to say the NHL series, anywhere from 94 right up to 18. Um, Super Smash Brothers on the N64, because it's the only one that I'm halfway decent at. <laughs> Nobody else can play it, so I can actually compete.
0: Yes, that's very true. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, Excite Bike 64, for sure. That's definitely one of my top games. That and one, just
0: because of the time you've put in. I know the time
1: you've put in. Yeah, honestly, I've probably logged as much time onto that game as all of the games combined. Have you been a completionist about that? Um I think the only record I haven't set in my game on one player was a one-lap record on one track. I have, like, the first and the third lap record, but I don't have the second one. Other than that, I have the top three lap records, track records, everything (laughs) on the whole game.
0: awesome. I remember when you first told me about Psych Bike, I envisioned the NES version, not the Nintendo 64. Yeah, no,
1: that game, not (laughs) so much time (laughs) logged on.
0: Yeah, right. And did you have a fifth game in this lineup for top
1: Uh, five? Yeah, my fifth game is going to be Skate 2 um why two why not one why two i don't know that i've ever played the first one um and the third one i mean it's cool it's a little smoother you can kind of do like back flips and front flips a little easier it's got a couple extra things in there that are nice but i just like the gameplay so much better in two and there is two player in skate two which there isn't in skate three
0: i feel like a lot of sequels can really they just hit the nail on the head with how they can improve upon the first game. And the first game can it's it's just it's so raw sometimes. Cause I mean skate, you can just look at the controls and it's its own it's its own bread and butter, you know? Agreed, yeah. No, nothing really compares. So uh just from the feedback they got from skate one, they knew they had something really solid. So skate two was just how can we make this more simple? How can we improve upon it? What can we add that we didn't have in the last? And there's a lot of games with you know, the sequels coming out just being that much more cleaner than first. Right. So I totally understand Skate Two. Even not playing Skate One makes entire sense to me because I played Skate One, and yeah, Skate Two is definitely the better <laughs> of the two. But we will not talk about Skate Three because that one's a little upsetting. Yeah, a little bit. And, and hopefully
1: someday soon we'll have Skate 4.
0: To be honest, yeah, that would be fantastic. Um, on the Switch as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, as far as Skate 3 goes, the most hours I've played was at your place, and I think it lasted about 10 minutes until I gave you the controller back.
1: Probably. Is, yeah. yeah, sounds and about right.
0: They, they took a turn for the worse, unfortunately. Yeah. So Caretop is here with me today, and we had a few ideas about podcasts we wanted to do. Um, as soon as SMS started, Supermoment has started... It was a major hit with Carrot Top, I could say. <laughs> he's been one of our biggest fans, and it's been an honor because I feel like he's great with video games, and he would also tell me if something sucked. So <laughs> that's <true. laughs> so here we are. This podcast we would like to dedicate just strictly to gaming in the 90s. Our initial podcast was supposed to be the Tony Hawk series and the soundtracks within them. That is to be announced. It will be coming in, but we are waiting for in to get the technical side squared away so we can get little song bits coming in and out of the podcast as we chat about them. Um, as far as gaming in the 90s is concerned, I want to take it all the way back to the NES. But before I do that, um, just to give these people a little bit more about Carrot Top and what he's all about, uh, can you tell us about your name?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so the summer that I was 15... I used to be a wicked cool kid and had hair down to my shoulders and it had, you know, it wasn't bright red, but had that reddish tint to it. So I was, uh, my really good friend, his stepdad was a logger. So we were out logging with him and his friend one day and, uh, they were ragging on me all day because they're loggers and I had shoulder length hair. (laughs) Yep. So (laughs) (laughs) pretty much to be expected. So I was getting called Carrot Top all day, um, so that night, we're all hanging out, having burgers, partying at their house and stuff, and they ended up shaving my head. Whoa, I did not know this. <laughs> and 12 years later, I have no hair and I'm still carrot top. So it Nickname stuck. really stuck. <laughs> it grabbed. Oh, yeah, yeah something fierce. That's um, awesome. And it's spelled the way it's spelled because my buddy just was not good at spelling. <laughs> Logger. Yeah, yeah, yeah can't exactly. Say can't say uh, that, but yes. So <laughs>
0: That's yep. awesome. Um, favorite system favorite console
1: (laughs) it's a tough one um these days i definitely spend the most of my time on the xbox and the switch but probably my favorite console would have to be the n64 Um, just again most time logged on that um that was pretty much my main console and only real console from when i was like seven until like um to like was done with college when (laughs) I was, like, 22 and I bought a 360, so, um...
0: If you had answered anything other than Nintendo 64, I would just not allow it. (laughs) Yeah, I would
1: object to it, and I would substitute my own answer for (laughs) Nintendo 64. So, yeah, that's definitely, um... Definitely have the best memories with the N64. Probably had the most fun with the N64. I'm really huge about, you know, what was my life like when I was playing a game? Yeah.
0: You know, because it's... It can really grab into the situation when you're playing any of your games. Are you in a positive mood when you turn on the system? Right. You know, how how comfortable are you in that moment? So I'm I'm totally with you. It's the N64 for you. That's your final answer.
1: (laughs) Well, one of the things about the N64, you know, before the days of online gaming, it was great. It was like you'd sit down with all your buddies and like four of you would each be sitting next to each other playing a game. And it wasn't like, and I mean, it's awesome that I can play games with my buddies that live in different states and everything, but like... I don't know, back in the day, just having three of my friends in the same room and we're all just hanging out That's until it's five in the morning, drinking soda, playing Smash Brothers and stuff. It, it just doesn't get any better than that.
0: That's why I still make my best attempts at hosting game nights. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> getting guys over. you know, Whether we're playing ARMS on the Switch, which is a game I only play on those nights, <laughs> or we're yes. playing Gauntlet on the NES, which is just a dungeon crawl, no idea what's going on game, no matter how yep. many hours you put into it, it seems. And I, that's what it's about, though. And I, I just want to touch on the couch co op thing a little bit more. If you're playing 007 Goldeneye and someone is odd job, I'm going to smack them in the head. Yeah, and you can do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it, but if you're playing Call of Duty and a 12 year old is talking bad about your mom, right. you have to deal with it. Right. <laughs> you have to find safe space. Right. And
1: I think that's why nobody was ever thrown N64 controllers through the screen, but people throw yeah, Xbox controllers through their screen.
0: Uh, Those composite TVs can certainly handle that. Yeah, much more. (laughs) (laughs) More Much much lighter controller, yeah. That's very true. So, let's let's really kick off the episode here. All right. Um, Let's talk about gaming in the 90s. What was... It like what was the, your earliest memory i would say because what year were you born i i was born in 91 oh you're old okay <laughs> i was born in 92 thanks a lot <laughs> so what was could you bring this is the one i'm putting you on the spot with by the way what was one of your earliest memories with gaming <laughs> <laughs> um
1: my absolute earliest memory uh was actually pong um begging oh, wow. my brother i mean i don't know how old i was It probably yep. one of my early and Lord knows I could have probably made this memory up but yeah. I don't know why or whatever where it would have come from but Let's yeah um, hanging it. out with my brother in his room with one of his older friends um, just begging them to let me play Pong with them because they are my brother's 10 years older than me and it just you know I've always he's been like that older guy that I yep. looked up to you know he's yeah. my older brother and so I just exactly. wanted to hang and so yeah I just so badly want and I, they wouldn't let me and I just remember sitting there listening to Queen watching them play Pong <laughs> so badly wanting to play
0: awesome I think my biggest um, memory far as coming out ah man if i were to really pick and choose here i have a lot of great memories from my older brother playing games and like watching him play um i think the biggest one with that is just duke nukem yes (laughs) it was a a super fun computer game to play or doom was actually the first one we played before duke nukem so we're on doom i could do everything i was very capable of playing the game but once the boss fights came I had to call a brother, and yes. I had to hide behind the couch. <laughs> <laughs> because I, got, I was I was in fear. I mean, I was very young. But my earliest memory with gaming was just NES Mario 1. Yeah, As wild as that sounds. And to this day, I, I get that little kind of feel of where I was. I don't remember much of the house we were in growing up at that time. Because we moved out of it very early in my life. But the most memory I get from that house was anytime i play the nes today on mario one which rarely happens but it's there yeah i think that's and that's just something gaming can do absolutely it's almost like the flashbulb memory thing if someone brings up a major event you know you can recollect where you were exactly in that moment it's
1: like hearing a song and it takes you back put on a game and yeah it's
0: awesome stuff all right so where did you really take off with games in the 90s? Like, as you were coming up, growing up, what was the system? Was it always N64? Was there a system before that?
1: Um, I think N64 was probably the first one. I got that in Christmas of uh, 97 or 98. And obviously, yeah. you know, Wave Race is the big one. And then, so I was living in Florida at the time. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but I, I actually lived in Florida for a year before I moved to Florida for my, like, eight-year stay. Um And so I got the N64 while I was down there, and then it stayed there because it was, you know, me and all my siblings, and I came up. And um, so Pokemon was, like, probably the first game that really got me into, like, gaming. Really stuck in, like... And that was the first game that was, like, my game. Yeah. Um, So I remember, yeah, having Blue, playing it on the Playground. Daycare is actually where that started. That's
0: Um, awesome. That's so awesome.
1: I remember some kid let me play his Game Boy and playing Pokemon, and um, I I remember, uh, you know, in route, one or whatever right out of pallet town battling a rat and I knocked it out and then like so I was back in the Growning grass crowning achievement well yeah. not, so I didn't know what I was doing so I knocked it out and so I'm just standing in the grass and I go down to menu and I select pokeball and open it and it says toss and so I hit toss and nothing <laughs> happened so I tossed all of this kid's pokeballs into the just grass try. <laughs> To catch yeah, and that I had it? no idea, And yeah. Um, but yeah, and then from there, Silver version after that. Um, that
0: sounds like a huge mistake that could throw you off of a game, but thankfully, like, maybe it was just so fresh, and it's your game, it it let you well, continue.
1: And I think because it was somebody else's game that yeah, I was trying first. Your... well, yeah, and he came over and was like, no, 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 what are you doing, like, it, this it, is it. and I was it, like, oh, oh, this makes so much more sense, and yeah. so then when I had it, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know what, what I was doing before, this is...
0: So awesome. I think Blue version was my first My Game, you know? Yeah. And, and that was 98, you know, the Game Boy coming out. My mom still tells me every day I talk about Pokemon. And I scrub <laughs> toilets just so you all could have your own Game Boys. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. Very appreciated. Still used today. Yes, uh, absolutely. So, but before that, and I'll go back to the NES stuff, and yeah, the Super Nintendo, I would say, was really the first console that stuck with me and we would play Super Mario World and it was just going back and forth with my brother and I and now, you know, playing, playing as an adult get that same sort of nostalgia feel like, okay, I'm a kid again, don't really worry about my job tomorrow, yeah, yeah. I'm playing a game. So, and, that's, I think that's probably what I miss most about the 90s is being the kid and right. playing the game and right. that's all that mattered in the moment. So, right. trying to instill that into today's games when I'm playing has been a challenge for sure, but, it's it's doable yeah absolutely
1: yeah back when your biggest complaint was oh you need to leave and you're not going to have light to see your game boy in the car but you don't have time to (laughs) save it first either and your parents are making you leave and oh my gosh
0: introducing the worm light yeah oh (laughs) yes
1: and i still have my worm light as do i yeah (laughs) i
0: didn't pick mine up till the game boy advance but boy howdy oh (laughs) yeah i had one for the
1: color and oh god let me tell you
0: oh no i had one for the color match my atomic purple
1: it's, I had a blue one with the purple Game Boy, and it was kind of yeah. weird, but whatever it worked. It game Functionality, light. man. That's right. That's um, where it's at. And mine was as much, yeah, playing Game Boy after dark in my bedroom, and you know, my parents thought I was asleep, couldn't turn on the overhead light, mm-hmm. but I could sit there and play with my worm Light. <laughs> it's awesome. So before we get into the late 90s, what about
0: earlier 90s, before the Nintendo 64, before the Game Boy, did you ever, did you have like some game you played, Super Nintendo, maybe it was Pong, was there something before the 64 era you can really pinpoint as your console or your game you played.
1: um certainly not as my console um right. my uh, my dad dated a woman at one point like the early to mid 90s and she had two daughters that were older than me not quite as old as my brother but um probably you know five or six years older than me and right. they had a super nintendo and so we played a lot of donkey kong i think we finished <laughs> donkey kong eventually oh, um, awesome the first donkey kong country and then mario kart and honestly never really played super mario world until i was older because um, i never had a, a super nintendo or anything but yeah N sixty four houses yeah yep. Yep, yeah yeah n64 was the first one that i ever really like had um i can remember we borrowed the nes once in a while from my cousin but yeah. never for more than like you know a weekend or something <laughs> right. so no, the N sixty four was really the first one that was like, you know, especially once my siblings kind of grew out of it a little more, it was it mm-hmm. was mine. It's very understandable, yeah.
0: And man, <clears throat> before the sixty four for me was the Super Nintendo. I would be. I still remember playing Contra three with a brother. I remember playing Super Double Dragon. It's another great co op game, and just the side scrolling, like whether it's shoot them up, beat them up. I mean, whatever you want to call it. That's just fun, you know. And Contra is not a big game. Like I know, I believe there's only eight levels to Contra. Then that's I think it. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I never got past level three or no, four. No, you no, know? absolutely. Not. At, at that age, but it was still so much fun, and it was just <clears throat> it was a grind. <laughs> like right. that was the first grind right? that I ever encountered. Uh, shortly after that, though, getting to the N sixty four, I remember going to friends' houses just to play Mario Kart and wow like just having the balloon battle that that was why i played mario 64 rarely did we ever go into the grand prix race mode it was always friends are over let's play mario kart (laughs) this is a cooperative game only like that was the mindset for it and you can't only say that about mario kart but the original super smash brothers as well and that was just and it's just fun cooperative fun is what I think nintendo still hits the nail on the head with today like, yeah they're very good at making sure couch co-op is alive
1: right absolutely
0: was there any n64 games that got you thinking like only cooperative
1: you know um certainly uh 007 yes and perfect dark <laughs> um yeah. i uh yeah i remember having somebody else's copy I don't know what happened to mine. I ended up with somebody else's, and all the levels were unlocked on one player. And I was like, I've never played any of these. <laughs> i never played more than, like, past... I think Facility was the second level, and that was as far as I ever really got on one player. And it was like, no, that was just one of those games that, like you say, friends came over, and that was it. And same yeah. with Perfect Dark. I never played that one by myself. Um, Perfect Dark was a game we played
0: pretty recently. Very I think, recently. I think it was in your last apartment, so about... A year ago?
1: Question yeah. mark. Yeah, we've been living in our new place. Uh, it was just a year, like two weeks ago.
0: Okay, so yeah, and I remember
1: doing just, the challenges. Exactly,
0: just trying to grind through the challenges, see how far we could get with it. And that was, it's just that's that was the fun then. That was, if you want to game with someone else, come over. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's and that was there was it's not like there was no restrictions with gaming once you were next to each other. The restriction was you have to be next to each other right and that, that was that's huge you 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 make play dates you know you have to hang out with each other right. even if you are a nerd you got to find another nerd right you know even if you are introverted if you want to cl- classify yourself as such you still have to acknowledge someone else and interact
1: <laughs> right and not only that but you had to call them on the landline which meant the possibility of talking to their family oh, members that was first a nightmare <laughs> get home from school call your buddies up, their parents answer uh... I had a girlfriend in fourth grade I remember doing that all Oof, the time yeah well, that's a rough one kissed her
0: once on the knee truth or dare and it zapped me and that was the furthest we got <laughs> solid <laughs> pretty good She's cute not anymore
1: uh... <laughs> got her in her prime nice yeah <laughs> oh jeez
0: so I think, now that we're in the N64 era, and we're coming into later 90s when you and I are getting a bit older, I want to talk about just a little bit more with the Gen 1 Pokemon. I yep. Have, there were so many secrets in that game, but the only way I could figure those out, I had to know somebody. Yeah, <laughs> Whether absolutely. It was my older brother having older friends at school that knew, my older cousin, or maybe one of my friends in my class that is also older and has someone right you know <clears throat> older to tell them what's going on
1: yeah yeah the pre-internet days and certainly we were too young to be really getting like gaming magazines that would That's have like true. cheats yeah. and stuff in them and it was yeah everything was word of mouth um and for me, it was always daycare. Like, there was always somebody at daycare that knew the secrets and, st- and it was just kind of funny the way that worked out. But
0: I, I think after school programs were the big thing for me after a while because we would have the Game Boys there and we would just be in the cafeteria after school and right. hey, let's play. You right, know? yeah. That's where the best Pokemon battles happened, you know. <laughs> Linking and, up with the link cables. And trades, you know, eh, man, and you, you can't get that genuine feel anymore because you're doing it over the internet. Now you can trade right. Pokemon across the globe with some stranger just because they have a Magikarp and you have their, I don't know, Rattata. Right, <laughs> right.
1: And that's all you need. Right, certainly. Um, yeah.
0: Was there, so when we met, when we first met, we were talking Animaniacs, we were talking Pinky and the Brain, you know, those... (laughs) The classics. The the classics, exactly that. But we started digging into Gen 1 Pokemon that first day we met. Was there a time in your life where you were with the cards, the Pokemon cards?
1: I loved collecting the cards in elementary school, but I never really played with them. Um, Same. Yeah, (laughs) I was always just a collector. Yeah. Um, And I remember, like this was such a disappointing day I uh, go into my friend's birthday party we got him you know my parents bought for me to give to him like three packs of Pokemon cards and they bought one for me to have for myself too and I was so excited and I opened mine and I got a non-hollow Venomoth as the rare and I was like this is garbage and I gave him the three packs and he got like a Blastoise and Alakazam Aww. and like something and I was like I picked the wrong deck one the wrong deck, and yeah. I just like that crushing me and it was like I yeah. wasn't even worried about my friend's birthday just being like no I, got <laughs> I could have had this and and yeah and I never battled with him or anything it was just about you know having the coolest ones and you know being able to trade with them the people in the playground and stuff and you know that kind of thing so
0: holographic charizard was a big one in my family yes and i remember coming home one day and my brother saying look what i found in the road and i was like what did you find in the road and it looked (laughs) like a water damaged holographic charizard i was like this is awesome like where did you get this like it was just in the road you just found it there come to find out about a week later my father had photocopied the holographic charizard oh and no and so they gave me like a flimsy piece of paper and it just water damage that's why it feels like that it Looks right. like that oh it makes so much sense it's so cool <laughs> had it in my deck and everything like it was oh no I'm kidding <laughs> yeah it kind of oh, that's refreshing. pretty heartbreaking yeah yep. but I still have the cards today and there's actually one right behind me here yeah like dark dragonite and my pichu nice i the case it's great stuff
1: yeah I uh, I still have my whole collection from when I was a kid Mm-hmm. I have a a book that I got from going to a Tampa Bay Devil Rays game in 1999. That's it's uh, <laughs> it has their logo and a Pikachu on the front. I do. I remember seeing that at your place. Yep. yep.
0: It's it's pretty nice. I think that's great.
1: It it actually is pretty slick. What still a great have promotional
0: deal right there. Right. That's that's awesome. Um. So I want. To, did you do any PC gaming?
1: Um, mostly just like you said, Duke Nukem and Doom. That was really it. I never really got more.
0: and Chew gum, bubble gum. <laughs> I mean. <laughs>
1: um <laughs> Duke,
0: nuka man i love that game yes. still. the secrets uh what <clears throat> it was i guess the second first person shooter i've ever, ever gone through after doom but the two of those games were just like the exploration you know and, right and the what's gonna happen when i go around this corner that they made that it was huge it's just such an impact
1: you yeah know? Yeah, my memory on those games are pretty hazy. Those are ones I really haven't Mm -hmm. gone back to since, you know, probably 20 years. Yeah, well, well, Um, I I would recommend, yeah, I mean, give it a go. If
0: you're not feeling anything after five minutes, turn it off. But You can probably pick it up for free somewhere, I'm sure. I'm sure. Just to play around with. Um, So, I didn't really want to touch on this, but, because it's not technically the 90s, when we get into GameCube era, did you ditch the N64? I guess you already answered this
1: question. <laughs> um not really cuz I never got a GameCube. Oh um, really? <laughs> I I still don't have a GameCube. I really want one. And yep. we have a Wii, but I don't know. Just something yeah. about having the GameCube. I, I I don't know. I never we have GameCube games. I never play them on the Wii. Right. Um but no, I you know, one of my really good friends, um, Scott, you know, Scott. Yep. He uh, he had a GameCube and I used to love man SSX Tricky. We used to play <laughs> <Yeah>. that game <laughs> so game. much on his GameCube, but um no, I never had one. It was always, you know, N64 for mm-hmm. me. Uh,
0: yeah. Have you ever gone back to, I know we've done Perfect Dark together, and there's been times where we do Smash, Mario Kart, but have you yet to go back to 007? Um,
1: I haven't played that in a while. It's a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I played that one a fair in college, because uh, when I was at UNH, I used to... um. I used to throw my N64 and all my games and controllers in my backpack. So good. And just carted around all my buddies' apartments, and, like, we'd just be hanging out, partying, and, you know, playing the N64 and stuff, and it was great. To live on a um, college campus, man. Oh, That's what it sounds it, like. absolutely nothing like it. Yeah. Um, and that being said, I would never go back and do it again, but <laughs> I would never give up having those four years. It, yeah, it just, what a ride. But, yeah, um, so we played a lot of 007 in those days, but... um, You know, it wasn't so much about focusing on the gaming. Mm. At that point, it was more just about the guys all hanging out, feeling the nostalgia and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But I probably haven't played 007 since then, so that was 2013 at the latest. So I guess it seems like
0: the big thing with gaming in the 90s is there was a turning point between gaming in the 80s featuring Krug to gaming in the 90s now with Carrot Top. (laughs) There was a turning point where... It was no longer about going to arcades, and it was no longer about meeting someone at some other facility, but right. having someone come over. Uh, Nintendo obviously plays a huge part of that. Sega as well. Yeah. Now, did you ever find yourself playing Sega games?
1: Um, not often. No. Um, I did have a few friends that had the Sega. Um, yeah. Nobody I was ever good friends with, for obvious reasons. <laughs> they were Sega fans. Yeah. Um, can't hang out with them <laughs> <laughs> um and there was always a one kid at daycare that had the game gear which i actually did think was really cool um i remember really liking the color on that and thinking that was awesome yeah it was um but then him always having to have it plugged into the wall because his batteries were dying like halfway through daycare it sounds was... about right yeah um <laughs> so i never played a lot of sega but i do remember playing some sonic and a little bit of mortal Kombat on the sega
0: now the mortal Kombat game i found out in my later years of gaming if you play on the super nintendo for Mortal combat it's family friendly doesn't have blood a little less gore right. but once it, i think it's sweat that comes off of the characters yeah things. but if you were to play on the sega edition then there is blood and the fatalities are a bit
1: more brutal So there's some differences and in those. um yeah, you're right. There. And I believe that was only true with the first Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I think the sequels they ended up adding the blood back in on the Super Nintendo version. Thankfully, yeah, right. Come <laughs> Re- on, recognize what the
0: people want. Nintendo. Right, right.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and as far as talking about the arcade games and like going to an arcade, um, probably one of the more unique parts of my you know gaming growing up was. Um, <laughs> when my good friend Mark was living at Jerry's house, he, um, his neighbor used to work at Funspot, fixing a lot of their games oh, and their geez. machines and stuff. That's so, awesome. Um, fun spot had... is
0: a large arcade that was mentioned in a previous podcast.
1: Yes. It's uh, local to us here. Um, and so he had a huge barn that was full of a lot of these upright, you know, arcade cabinets and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And a lot of them didn't work, but a lot of them did. And obviously all the doors were open on them because he was working on them. So yep. there's never like coins or anything. We would just, just open them and flick the button and play. And, so, I mean, yeah, I'd go over to my buddy's house and we'd walk across the field and knock on the door. And, hey, do you mind if we play? No, no, go ahead. and um, Was so, that
0: the corner of Wombeck and like, yep. Main Street? So yes, when that
1: house was
0: being renovated, there was a cabinet outside. And I almost picked it up, but there was just too much water damage. I do have a Midway 13-in-1 that's currently collecting dust on the porch needs to be fixed. But I almost got one from that same guy. It's funny really? you bring that up. yeah. Um, um, really cool guy, and you know, wicked just nice. yeah, just um, talk talking games with them, yeah. And that's that's what it's really all about. Um,
1: and actually I actually ended up playing hockey with him for a while, um, <laughs> like a year or two ago. It was kind of funny. Um, that's, but that's where my love for the game, a heavy barrel, came from. Was like that was our just, main game that was always in the barn. And like that, that one awesome. never seemed to go anywhere. And that was yeah, the one we would always play. Man. I have, I
0: I want to put this out there. I have yet to beat a Sonic game. I have not played through any. Of the Sonic games, um, and, and that's the Mario, of Sega, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah, I would agree <laughs> with that. And i i don't I don't feel like I'm missing out anytime I try to
1: dig into a Sonic game. So. I always really liked them when I played them. Like I always had a really good time. Is there one that was like <clears throat> big for you? Do you remember the title? No, yeah. um, <laughs> that's where I'm at as well. I feel like I played Sonic and Knuckles because I feel like my grandparents had that on the PC. Um, if that was even a thing. I don't know. That Quite was... possibly
0: could be. A, um, <laughs> if it was, then I'm sure they not probably Not educated did. in the um, matter. And well, not,
1: I... You know, I never spent a lot of time at my grandparents. They were an hour away. Like, I guess right. probably a lot of kids. But once in a while when I'd go over there, especially if, like, you know, the adults were talking, they'd, you know I'd go up to the computer room. And I, I feel like I remember playing Sonic there, but it was never like, you know, oh, my gosh, I need to get this game now. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, cool, I'm going over to my grandparents. I guess I can play Sonic for a little while until yeah. kill some time. <laughs> well, my parents are talking to them right. It was never, right. you know. I enjoyed it, but it was never like, oh, my God, this is the game. Like, yeah, it was just,
0: yeah. Well, I we're getting to the moment, the super moment S, where <laughs> sorry. we, <laughs> sorry, where we we're closing out the episode, but we want to reach out to the viewers and just have them connect with either myself. Sometimes, Finn, not so much of this episode, if you want to tell him the technical side's been lacking, you are most certainly welcome (laughs) to. He'd love to hear that. Um, But could you connect with me and perhaps Carrot Top and just say, hey, here's a Sonic game I feel you could play as an entry-level Sonic game that is a huge ode to the series and kind of shows you the point of view as a Sega fan. Because certainly Sega's been in my life, but the only Sega system I own is the Dreamcast. <laughs> and Dreamcast. I, Ready to Rumble Boxing was the biggest game I played yeah. on that, which was also on the Nintendo 64. So, and Crazy Taxi. I Wars. was going to say, <laughs> that was the one All right. <laughs> so if you could please reach out to me and just the state Sonic games to play um, or any Sega titles that are just strictly from Sega in that time yeah, period, certainly would love to. Um, any questions about the episode at all, you can reach us through Facebook. Twitter is also connected on our page and I will be pinging Carrot Top if he... Uh, do you want me to ping you?
1: Do you want me to put your contact info involved? Maybe a Twitter? Um, I don't have Twitter. I do have Instagram. I've posted once on there. So, you know, that's a pretty good one to follow. <laughs> I, um, I
0: can relay messages
1: for Carrot Top on this one. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really check Facebook. I'm on Instagram, but I don't post anything to it. So, um,
0: yeah. We thank you guys very much and... Uh, to be announced is gaming in the 2000s perhaps we'll get carrot top back in and see what he has to say for it and i have a couple other guys i'd like to get out in that episode and hopefully Finn can join us um more episodes to come try to keep the content weekly and we will notify you via facebook anytime that schedule is off was there anything you'd like to add to this episode carrot top anything you
1: feel you missed out on No, I just want to say thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, New to the podcast game. This is definitely an enjoyable experience. It's been a fun project for us, and I'm happy you could be here. Yeah, Yeah, it was good to hang out, too. Thanks,
0: guys. Uh, Yep, happy to be here as always, and I'll catch you soon.